You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Jay Webb in the house. Here we go again. I just need to. Hi, we have Jan Webb, or Ryan likes to say Jay Webb because apparently they're like best friends now. Like, (laughs) how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I was excited to do. I haven't done, you know, this uh, like a podcast or I feel like anything kind of normal for so long. So I'm happy to be in your bedroom with you guys today. This is our professional. Well, it is. It is our spare bedroom slash professional (laughs) office slash my actual office, which will be moved tomorrow. This is what happens when you have two kids and you can't leave the house so you do what you gotta do you gotta do so, what you gotta do and we, we hear that you're recovering from covid yes i sure am congratulations yes yeah right i'm kind of happy i got it though yeah. it's kind of out of the way no, i mean i'm not happy that i got it yeah. but i feel like i feel it's like i was just telling our neighbor i feel like i have this like weird sense of immortality when i'm walking like through any public space i'm like can't get anything can't get it like I which is silly because you can <laughs> no but you, yeah. you can't get it for 90 days that's not true but, yes it is but it, you do feel a little bit like you've been afraid of something for two years and then finally you got what you were afraid of for yeah. two years and it's like yeah. oh, okay Sucks, yeah. But. Well, and I feel like I've got the golden ticket with the positive test because you can you can travel with the positive test. I know. That's you, wild. You literally got the Willy Wonka. <laughs> you have the golden ticket. Yeah, you got Hello. the So, so Jay Webb, a funny story. Before we get into the podcast and get into the, all the, the cool things that you're up to, yeah. I got a story to share with you that you don't remember. I know you don't remember because I kind of briefly talked about it pre-podcast. I didn't remember this. And you didn't like bite on it. So this is awesome. Okay. So this is the first time we're meeting, right? Uh, virtually. Yeah. But it's yeah. not. Wow. Two years ago, believe it or not, you, my wife, and a friend of ours were invited to a social media thing in Niagara Falls. 
Atreus at Trius Winery. And I met you and I met your husband. And here's the funny story. We're sitting at a table. We're having whatever, snacks, wine. wine. And uh, I look over and I recognized you from Real Housewives of Toronto. My husband recognized you. And I said to Brittany, I know that woman. And she says, no, you don't. I'm like, yeah, I do. She does that yoga on the Real Housewives. And uh, so sure enough. I approached you, found out that your husband's name was Ryan, amazing yeah. handle. And uh, yeah, we hit it off because Ryan, Ryan, and my friend Nick, who, who was there with his wife at the time, we were in charge of the cameras. Okay, I do remember that. And you guys, it was the bubbly one. It was, we were in the bath, yes. like in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah when they went in the bathtub together. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we, hit, we hit it off and we were like, oh yeah, well, we'll touch base with you. And then we were the assholes that never did. Okay, well, now we so are. Here we are. <laughs> here we are, full circle. Oh, I love it. Yeah, because you guys, we were like, oh, they're really cool. Like, we'd like to hang out with them. That's like, so we actually funny. did that because we took a bus there or like yeah. some commuter van or something. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a beautiful one. Full circle. So good. it's a yeah. pleasure to see you again. Yeah, again. <laughs> that was so good. Two years later, two and a half years later. Oh, I just love that you were like, I know him. That's why I'm like, okay. Of and, and I'll be honest with you, I saw one episode. Because well, he sits with me and he watches, yeah. and I'm like, you don't know what it is. But you're a big storyline on that episode, I must say. Oh, is it the one where I wanted to punch people? It, it, I don't, it, I don't remember. I think it was. I think it was actually. I don't, know. I don't remember what the storyline was, but your face was was like, I know that one but for sure. Memory. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Jenna, we before we get into your stuff, we do this thing we've explained to you called "I love you" and you're annoying. So, can you tell us one thing about Ryan? I mean, mine or yours, because he's also annoying. You've developed something that my Ryan thinks that you're annoying. Um, let us know something that is annoying that he does. Did you just say my Ryan thinks you're annoying? No, I said if there's something that my Ryan does, oh. she can do two "I love yous," one from her oh. Ryan and one. From I was gonna say you. things just got awkward. But <laughs> Do I only get one? You can pick, <laughs> you can pick top two, but we could definitely top have two. guests that have okay. multiple. I think it can be the right. whole episode if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe how like or, like how quickly I want to answer this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like therapy. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Number one thing is that no matter what, I get blamed. So even if like you know he loses something like. Uh, iPhone charger, you know, and it's my, like you stole my iPhone charger. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I look through his stuff and there it is in his like shaving kit or it's in his car or, or, or. so no matter what it is, I get the blame and he will then later, you know, kind of acknowledge that maybe I That's was right. But never really. Now let me, with his tail between his legs, he's like, oh, iPhone. let me ask you this question. We're going to get into, we're going to get into the accident and, and, uh, and the trauma that occurred on the podcast, but does he ever try to blame your short-term memory on, on losing things? <laughs> Well, he, I think he has fun with that <laughs> at oh. first. I mean, it's, it's evolved over the years. When I first met him, it was quite serious and it, it was, it was literally like 50 first dates. Yes, I said we, that to Ryan. I yeah, that. we would go out and I would literally ask him the same questions. I'm like, so tell me about your family. And he's like, Oh my God. He's like, <laughs> my, tell you what uh -huh. 
<laughs> so, um, for that, for sure that, and I think sometimes too, like throughout the years, he's definitely plays like, Oh no, no, you don't, you don't remember it. Right. <laughs> and then I don't right. trust myself to be really confident to say, Oh yeah, I just agree with him. I'm like, you, you must be right. Oh but something gosh. inside me is kind of like, That's no, ballsy, right? <laughs> be like 100%. I forgot that I put your wallet in your back pocket. That is yeah. 100% <laughs> on me. Yeah, exactly. That damn memory of that's a good one. We've never had that like annoying. Like we get a ton of like spouses complaining about them. We've never had that one, but I like it. I feel like that's probably common. Like I could just spit on you. Yeah, you gleaked on me. (laughs) No, but I feel like that is common. Like you, your worst is like where's whatever in the fridge. I'm like it's right there, and he'll be like, no, it's not. And then I'll get up, and I'm like, it's right there. Yeah, yeah. And they don't. They don't apologize. You make a joke out of it. I apologize like. No, you're like, you know what? You're beautiful. And then he'll walk away. That's his, <laughs> that's his apology. Have you seen yeah, the no, chapstick? Like see, okay. that's it. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds had something one time. He said, when your wife is really, really, really mad at you, um, put a cape on her. What? <laughs> exactly. He says, you are super mad. Yeah. And like it just that. lightens the mood. What do you mean put a cape? Yeah. I don't understand. Just, what you're when saying. your wife is really mad at you, so when Blake is really mad at Ryan Reynolds, he'll just drape a cake on her back and say, "You are super mad." Oh my god! Oh, I get it. Super. Yeah. Jesus. Anyways. Okay, <laughs> Janet, will you quickly kind of run through um, kind of how you started the yoga thing? Because I just think it's such a cool meshing. Of, it's huge. It is. I just want to hear from the very beginning how you started it. And then a specific question I had is in what moment during your kind of like journey of building it, did you feel like, Holy shit. Like I, I did it. Was it like once you got a commercial or once it was on an app, like what was that moment for you where you were like, yes, like this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as quickly as I can, the, the, beginning okay so the beginning started from a car like a different car accident many many years ago so there's been two accidents that first car accident like now i I can't i can't even really call it an accident because i've had such a you know a a traumatic one but i was working for corona canada at the time and i was like doing basically my job was to drive a corona jeep across western canada and take anybody that was drinking a soul and buy them a corona like that was my my job (laughs) the best job ever what a sweet (laughs) job Yeah. So I was doing that job and I was, I was leaving peach fast, which is in Penticton, the Western part of Canada. And I was on my way to Vancouver and there was all that construction through the wavy mountains. And so a lady stopped in front of us. We hit her, somebody hit us. And so I was in this like little fender bender. Mm -hmm. It was, but I was injured like, and I had to quit my job and all these things. I was doing rehab every day. And it was in that moment I was doing rehab and Oprah was really big at the time. And she was talking about aha moments. Do you remember the aha mm-hmm. moments? And I'm like lying there. I don't have a job and like, I can't really move. And I was like, well, this, this is like not my aha moment. And it was, it was a time for me to kind of collect my thoughts and think about what I really wanted to do. And so I was 24 at the time. And I had always been an athlete growing up. My brothers both played hockey. My sister and I played ringette and volleyball. Like we grew up in that typical small town, you know, Canada atmosphere, right? Where and and we were farmers, so we played sports and we helped my dad on the farm. Mm-hmm. And but my best friend was always a dancer, and I had always thought that I wanted to be a dancer, um, but like I just really couldn't do it. Like I have like that, you know, tight hips yes. and and whatnot. So at 24, when Oprah was talking about these aha moments, I was like, I want to like I want to be a dancer. Like, 
<laughs> and so I called my best friend who, when we graduated from high school, she went to the Randolph Academy here in Toronto. And so I had this idea that I wanted to now at 25 years old audition for this school. So I called her and she was living in LA at the time. It's like, Hey buddy, I was like, remember that school you went to? I think I'm going to audition. And she's like, Oh buddy. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, you have to like be talented. Like you have, it's a <laughs> that's a true friend. That is a true friend to say that to oh, you. Know, yeah. You actually have to know how to dance. Yeah. Right. Like, you either have to know how to dance or sing or act, right? Yeah. And I knew how to do none of those. And so <laughs> when they asked me to submit my audition, they're like, well, you have to like, like show us that you can at least do something. And so, and this was like when VHS, like you had to record on VHS, like arcade, it's not as easy as it was today and mail right. it and like yeah, send yeah. it and the whole thing. And the only song I knew, cause I used to sing it for my grandma and grandpa was the Rose by Bette Midler. You should just do a sample for us right now. I'm say love. <laughs> I'm really bad. That is literally in Napoleon Dynamite. It that is song. a Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, got you. I love it. I love it. I love it. So as I send this tape in and they're like, yeah, no, 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 um, <laughs> no. And so I actually ended up calling the, I got in touch with the president and they're like, actually we're doing this reality show at the school and you would actually be a really good character for the show because obviously I can't do anything and I would be made fun of and I'm not stupid. So I was like, so basically you want to make fun of me on national television. Wow. So I was like, no, I was like, I actually just want to do this school to prove to myself that I can do all these things that I wanted to do my entire life, but I never had access to, or I didn't think I could do. So they accepted me on all of these conditions that I'd have to do like private dance, private singing, private everything, as well as like your typical school load. And it was really expensive. So got accepted under all these conditions. My mom and I like drove my Jetta across Canada. I moved to Toronto and I'm still going to physio from this car accident. I'm still doing these things, but I'm doing it. I'm going to do this thing called the Randolph Academy in Toronto. So I get to the school and of course I start to actually, this is, I have to rewind for a second. So I'm the very first day I'm looking for my name on all of the different like lists of where I need to go for my classes. And there's like beginner jazz and then there's, you know, elementary and advanced. And I couldn't see my name anywhere and then there was pre-beginner and then they made a special list for me it was pre-pre-beginner <laughs> were you were there more people on the list other no, than you? The only this is my favorite story oh my god they <laughs> Here I am, 25 years old. I'm buying a leotard for the first time, like the pink leotard. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm learning how to ballet dance. <laughs> I love that, though. They, they wanted to make you feel it was inclusive. It was inclusive. It was inclusive yeah. And then, so, and then I also had a singing teacher, and I, I'm also a really horrible singer. So, anyway, so she was working with me and she started to notice all these implications. And it was all from this soft tissue stuff that I had damaged during this car accident. And she started to do these stretches with me in my vocal tutorials. And I was like, what are you doing? Because it's making me feel so good. And she's like, it's yoga. And I was, I was so green. I was like, yeah. what's yoga? This is 20 years ago, over yeah. 20 years ago. And so she started to do private yoga classes with me because she was learning to be a teacher as well. And so she was using me as kind of her 
guinea pig. You know, project. everyone was using you as a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see if we can teach this girl how to sing, <laughs> dance, and act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, make this, so this is my intro. So I so made a very, very long story, even longer. Um, but so it was, so she inspired me to do yoga. And then I was a student at the time. I had no money. So I was like, before Groupons, there was like $20, you know, you can go do as many classes as you wanted, hot yoga, like all these different yoga classes. So I signed up for those every single week in the city of Toronto. And I kept getting the same result. I go and I'd be excited to go. And then I'd leave and my body would hurt. And so it was like, a, I always say it was like a bad relationship. Like I kept going back, even yeah. though I, I should, it was bad for me. But the reason I kept going back is it was the breathing and the relaxation. Like that was something as an athlete that I had never been taught and I found it very powerful. Um, but it was the movement piece. I was like, I can't sit cross-legged. Like I can't put my leg behind my head, but because I was an athlete and I was competitive, I would do it. And yeah. my, my body had no business doing that stuff. And so I eventually like hurt, I kept hurting myself, but I kept going back. And so I was thinking one day as a lot, a lot of stuff happened. And then I ended up, um, be, I ended up in Japan. That's a whole other story. <laughs> so yeah, like this is, this I love it. No, I love it. And it was in Japan where I, I did my teacher training. I found a teacher training course called Ishta Yoga, brought that to Calgary and got a job at a, like a facility, which would now be like a boutique fitness facility. Right. It happened to be owned by a Calgary Stampeder. And I started to do privates with him. And he's like, man, I wish I had done something like this while I was going, while I was playing professional football. So then the strength coach from the Stampeders got in touch with the studio. I was working at the time. I went and did a session for the Stampeders. And again, this is like 50, like a long time for ago. For those of you who don't know, the Stampeders are a CFL, Canadian Football yes, League. CFL. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's no Henry Burris though, because he's a Maryland guy. Um, and I started training him privately. And what I found myself doing was taking this thing called yoga and adapting the moves or the postures to make them more into movements that were cohesive to how these athletes were moving on the field and how they were training in the weight room. So yoga because the yoga, I, I always explain it like this, a basketball player, football, hockey player, they never stop mid ice and do like tree posture, right. you know what I mean? Or, yeah. you know, or they don't put their hand on a block and rope, you know, it's not yeah. functional. And so I started to watch football. I started to study biomechanics and I took this amazing thing called yoga in terms of the breathing and relaxation, but hybrid it to how actually athletes move and how they train. And so now all the way, all these years later, 15 years later, I've certified now over 850 850 people in this modality. Uh, we're training over 10 NBA teams now and all these NHL guys and all these football guys. And so to answer your question, like where did I think like it was all working? Hey, Ryan. Yes. You stink. Um, okay. I stink too. Don't worry. Everyone actually stinks and it's normal to have body odor just in case you needed a reminder. Okay. Thank you for that. But the best part is you don't have to stink. <laughs> Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. 
And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from. Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit good vibes with an S juice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with good vibes juice. It was about seven, six or seven years ago, I had gotten my first contract with the Detroit Red Wings. So I was in Detroit um, training the Red Wings, which was like a dream of mine to do yeah. like training camp for the Detroit Red Wings because yeah, I love Peter Weiser, Iserman growing up. I'm a Blackhawk fan, but I won't okay. against you. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had also one of my coaches up here actually facilitating my, my certification for me. So I was like, how cool is that? Like I'm here, she's here doing my training and, and developing all these new coaches. And at that moment, I was like, oh, this could be scalable. Like I could actually do this in many cities around the world and maybe even many countries countries around the world um because it's a thing that's really missing in sport right is that you're like uh uh-huh yeah that was like uh yeah Yeah. and not even like I don't even know if I've I've made it it's just that I got every day I'm like how can I get back you know what I mean like you guys it's like making it it's just it's there's always something next I think Mm -hmm. when you have that entrepreneurial spirit right it's hard to be in the space of like 
because you're right. We're we're in a society where we're like, okay, well, what's next? What's next? I need to do more, 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 more. Uh, we try really hard to just kind of be like when we do like our quarterly check in, like, oh my god, like we did this, this, and this. Like, let's give ourselves a little pat on the back, right? It's hard to do that. Um, just like internally, just accept that you have some successes because part of it is like, you don't want to sit in there and you get complacent, right? You kind of want to be like, I want all of these things. So I totally, I get that. Um, yeah. not feeling like you've made it because who really ever, I also feel like when someone says, yeah, I've made it, it's kind of douchey. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, I don't like that. What does that even mean? What's well, the funny it? thing is, is you, you say it's kind of douchey, but you ask the question, like, I know. when did you make so it? When I, you I'm set her up to be douchey. I'm the douche. <laughs> who set someone up to be douchey? I didn't say when you made it. I said, when did you feel like, you know okay. what, I have something here. Here's a, here's a really cool um, question to ask you. Maybe you've thought about it. Maybe you haven't thought about it, but 850 people, um, have taken your modality, learned your modality, and now teach it. Yeah. But there's a huge impact there because there there are 850 people that feed their families because of something yeah. you created. How cool is that to you? Yeah, that's where it, it gets really special, especially the coaches that have taken this on as their full-time role and or augment what, the, what it is that they're doing. Um, so for example, we have, you know, different strength and conditioning coaches or physios or chiros or, you know, just, you know, fitness people. I mean, the training is the training, what they like the interpretation and the application really is based on the experience of that person, whatever right. they bring to the table. Right. And so it's cool for me, if somebody's making an extra 20 to $30,000 a year, you know, I mean, not only, and, and maybe it's their, they're doing their day to, you know, their Monday to Friday job, but this is like their passion job. And, you know, this is like their vacation and their gifts and you know, whatever, all the extras. So that part, you know what? I've never actually thought of it that way until right now. But now that you said it, I'm like, yeah, that is, that's cool. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. Something, something that came from nothing. Like you literally created something from nothing. And now there are people's livelihoods that depend on a creation of yours, which is, yeah. there are not a lot of people that can say that at the scale of 850 people. Yeah. And then you, you bring that out and branch out even more. I would assert that those 850 people are drastically impacting the lives of the tens of mm -hmm. hundreds of clients of theirs. Exactly. So your, your span of influence based off of something that was once a thought as in a missing of something is now turned into thousands and thousands of people's lives being better because of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks. That is cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Ryan has a really good way with like, yeah, I've never thought of it that he, way. He's so Congratulations. That's Thank you. quite the See, accomplishment. That, and that actually gets me more excited because it ultimately like, that's my goal. Like, I was just filling out my journal. I, I get one of those big law of attraction journals. I'm that person every year. And, you know, it asks you like, like write your life plan or your mission statement. And every year it's the same. It's like, how do I make more impact, like positive impact on a global scale? And so I didn't even reverse engineer that to figure out that I'm actually already, already doing that. Yeah. Like yeah. massively doing that yeah. at cool. quite the scale. Mm -hmm. So here's my next question for you. You're also a mother. Yes. Right. Growing something that large with so many arms that are attached <laughs> to it, you're the center hub of it all from all the communication channel comes to you at some point in time. You can't have multiple NBA teams and NHL teams without having, you know, a finger on the pulse. What's describe the mom guilt that you probably would have incurred during mm. this growth. A and lot. I say this as a, as a husband yeah. who's yeah. 
running his own business who has dad guilt. Yeah, no. And I think COVID has helped that a lot, but pre COVID, I think the year before COVID and mind you, I was doing this all while I was very sick. I had 56 flights in 52 weeks and, you know, still managing everything here. And, you know, so that would involve me getting a car at 6 a.m. flying or getting to Porter for a flight to get to a training facility in New York, to train a bunch of athletes, to hit a few meetings in Manhattan, to get home, to get Will to hockey practice like at 4.30, you know, and that would be like something that was very common. Um, But then there was times, and those were the days where I was like, okay, I'm good. Like mom's got all the hats on and I made everything happen for everybody. But then there was times like, like big moments that I missed because I had opportunities, you know, and a lot of it was West coast, like in Los Angeles or wherever, where I have to go for four or five days or a week. And I'm, I'm not here and you miss a lot. And though those ones, those like reflecting back, it's not guilt, but I just, you know, I like to look at it more as sacrifice for this bigger picture and, mm-hmm. and hopefully thinking that I'm modeling this for the kid, you know, for the kids and that, you know, at, you know, to build something, like they're sacrificed no matter what, you know, I feel like both parents sacrifice something. And uh, for me, it just had to be time at one point, but um, I will say COVID's kind of changed that, right? Like I'm home now and I'm like, I don't even like to leave like, like the street. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to get back on that. in that hustle again, I'm scared because now I'm like, I'm shopping, I'm cooking. Like before there was like, it was like, I was ordering in food. You know what I mean? Like I brought those companies that bring you food every week and I wasn't cooking. I wasn't here. I wasn't present. And now it's like, I'm here, I'm cooking, we have dinner and it's nice. Like routine. Yeah, it's nice. Um, okay. So can we just briefly touch on, um, your, how you and your partner Ryan met? Cause I would love to hear this story. It was after you had your accident, right? It was 2016 mm-hmm. and you guys had got together after that, but it is kind of a, like you mentioned earlier, it's kind of like a 50 first, first date story. Right. And I think it's just like, it's amazing to hear that this actually happened to someone that you guys have now been together for five years so that yeah. you got gotten through it. So can you kind of just explain to everyone how, how you met and like the 50 first dates thing? Yeah, <laughs> no, it, well, so what had happened, um, it was six months after my accident and I still had an intern that would read my emails every day because so, one of my biggest injuries was like cognitive ability. Like I could read a sentence, but all the words would show up in the wrong order. So he would read my emails every morning and this is how I like conducted business for a long time. And um, so one morning this email came in and it said, hi there. I saw you on the housewives. I see that you're single. My brother's single. And like, da, da, da. she wrote this long, long it was Ryan's sister, or this yeah. long email and attached a few pictures. And like, after like, and I, I know this now, cause I went back and reread it years later, right. but in the moment, the intern starts to read me this email and I was like, delete, delete, like delete. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm so not in the state yeah. meeting anybody right now. Sure. And so uh, a couple of days later, I get this other email the interns, like reading my emails and he's like, Oh, Hey Jana, it's Ryan. I'm so embarrassed that my sister reached out to you. Um, I've actually met you before. I grew up with your ex-husband and like, he starts to like list off all these different occasions that we've met. And I'm like, no idea. So like totally blank, delete, yeah. delete, delete. And then, excuse me, he ended up, I think, direct messaging on Instagram or something. And I responded back and it was something about meeting for coffee. Like, I don't remember clearly. Yeah. 
And so part of my rehab was to get out of my house and because I had broken my back. So I was just trying to walk to the bottom of the street every day and meet a circle of friends because I went through depression. Like it was awful. And so I'd go and meet with these friends, get my coffee, sit for two hours and then walk home. And like that was a big part of my day. And so one day I was sitting there and I was talking to this guy named Jose and we were talking about doing a fundraiser. His, his son is disabled. So we were like finding some creative ways to raise money for him. And this guy walks by and Jose says, Hey, Ryan. And I was like, Ryan. And I was like, Hmm. And it kind of started to like, like ring a bell. And so I kind of looked at him. And I was like, Ryan. And he's like, Hey, Jana. I was like, and then I was like, Oh, I know him. Right. I got confused. I was like, oh, shit. So I was like, come have a coffee. And like, I kicked all my friends out and they were like, it's like, you guys leave because yeah. I, I couldn't move that quickly. It so nice. it's like, when you well, it leave, helps that he kind of looks like Superman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he yeah. looks like, I think he may have had his uniform on too. Anyway, so he came and sat and had coffee. And then we literally have had coffee every day since that day, but um, which is really sweet. But I will say after that first date or leading up to that first date so this is where my memory plays my tricks on me and forgive me because it takes me a while but I think like up until that first date he'd probably messaged me t- about five to six times and said let's meet for coffee and I right. never showed up so uh, he just kind of had written me off because I kept forgetting like, you, I, like I would, you said like yes I will be there and then you were like meh, meh, meh. Yeah, that I, just, <laughs> I didn't remember <laughs> he's like these girls are right up and he had no idea about my accident or anything oh, and so then we went on a, a date like a couple weeks later or something um, and, and, and actually our very first date, it was funny. Cause I, I got dressed up for the first time in like a really long time. And, you know, William was going to be at a birthday party. So I dropped him off and we met at like Joey up at Eau Claire or not Eau Claire, that's Calgary, whatever that Joey is. And, um, you know, we were talking and then all these people came over and wanted my picture and or they, they came over and said, can you take a picture? And he thought it was about him. Like, and so he got, and they're like, no, 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 we want a picture of her. Cause he was, he was cause he was in the firefighter calendar. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. He was like, yes, I am yes. month July. <laughs> Should then, I leave my shirt on or take it off? Yeah, exactly. And so all these people are coming up and taking selfies. And so the show had just come out and I had even forgotten that I'd done the damn show. So yeah. it was like, I w- and I was so confused. I was like, why do all these people want my picture? Like it was the weirdest thing. Oh my God. And then, and then it's like, right. I was like, yeah, I did this show. And he's like, what do you mean you did this show? And I was like, well, it's this show called the real housewives. And he's like, what? And so this is like our first date. And then it gets even better. Then we go to get up to leave our date. And like, I just stand at the top of the stairs and I just stare at them. And he's like, oh, great. Like now I've got this like weird chick who's like, <laughs> you know? and because I, my back was broken. Like I couldn't actually walk down the stairs. And so in that first date, he's like, okay, I learned you at a, like in this traumatic car accident, you're on this like huge national blockbuster TV show. Like yeah. that was our first date. And it was just like, like this comedy of errors. Um, and then after that, I mean, yeah, it was literally, we would go, he, like he would come with me on my little walks and like tied my shoe up for like, like a year because I couldn't even bend down and t- tie my shoes. And he was very patient with me, very patient and now we reflect back and we laugh a lot because it it was fun it's funny I love that he still had the balls to like because essentially he probably thought that you were just like when you kept saying yeah I'll meet you but then never showed up like he's probably (laughs) like wow this girl is like not very nice and she has no interest in me but then still saw you and was like 
hey, Jana, like that would be ballsy. I'd be like, oh, yeah. there's that girl who blew me. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. if I would have had like the balls to true, do that. True story. I've never shared this on the podcast, but I one time asked Brittany to come bowling with us. And mm-hmm. she said, oh, I got a bunch of homework to do. But if I get the homework done, then I'll come over and I'll come bowling. And I thought to myself, there's no way she's coming bowling. It's this homework thing, right? I'm like, all right, whatever. I wrote her off. And then sure enough, in like the second frame, she shows up and she starts bowling with us. I'm like, she wasn't lying. (laughs) And uh, we've been together ever since. Oh, how? so when was that? How long ago was that? A long time ago. We grew up across the street from each other. Oh, wow. We know a lot about each other. Well, that's kind of true and kind of not true. We started the Boom Boom shortly after that, but never actually dated. (laughs) Officially. A little TMI. That's lovely. We talk about this all the time, so it's it's really not actually too much information. Okay. I want to um, just kind of wrap up, but I do want to hear. So you and Ryan, I think I read that you guys are, like, renovating your house, right? Yeah. So, like... I don't know about you, but like when Ryan is, my Ryan is building literally anything, I have to be gone. I'm really good at building things. We will things. be not, no longer the laughing couple. We will be the divorce couple. Like we do not mesh well. You get so angry at yes. things. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like if you're going through a renovation. YouTube you makes things have, look so easy. You got to have a good foundation because it is not easy. And you guys have blended families, right? You have a blended yeah. family. So like that's tell us about how this is going. Yeah, a lot of dynamics. So, I mean, our saving grace is that we have my house that we're living at and the, the renovation is happening at another property. Right. That's so huge. that I think is a saving grace. I mean, the biggest argument, even if we have any, is just about time because he will stay there till nine or 10. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it'll be like a week and I haven't seen him. So, um, so for that, uh, but then as soon as he get home, I'm like, oh, it's fine. You can go get him. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, 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 but it's true. Um, no, we're like, I think it's this whole, I was gone for a couple of years, you know, and I was busy and now it's like his turn to be gone. And we're, we're both just doing something to hopefully build, you know, our goal is to have a really nice home for our, our kids. He's got two boys and I've got William and we're always like, you know, our kids have been through a lot. We feel like, you know, having to live in two different homes their whole life and, um, that back and forth, you know, between parents. And so our goal is just to really create a nice home for them that hopefully we'll have for a really long time. And, you know, cause I have my family home that I grew up in and I just, you know, we want the boys to experience right. that, that feeling of home. And yeah. so, so even though it's annoying and what, there's lots of nights when he's not here, it's, it's for the greater good of what exactly. we feel like the landscape of our family will Perfect. be. Now you're, you're launching, um, one last thing you're launching mm-hmm. your, you just launched actually uh, a new website. Can we quickly touch base on that? Yeah. I know we're wrapping up on your time here, but I want to make sure that we don't, we don't miss that. Yeah, no. So it's, it's, I mean, it's my name, janaweb.ca, but, um, you know, the work behind building this new brand was just about creating a platform outside of yoga, because I mean, yoga is really nerdy and sciencey and like sexy. Cause I get to work with pro athletes and all these different cool things. Um, but really like what I've learned about and just myself over the last five years in this rehab process, um, is the work that's required, um, you know, to, to be well, um, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And, through this journey of having, you know, a a brain injury, it's man, it's been something else. And so I feel like I just have so much information and so much storytelling that I hope would make an impact or at least land with somebody else who could be going through different struggles. And then 
And then on the flip side of that is gaining their trust and then having the ability to provide them with tools. Um, Because I think it's so easy to be like, oh, mental health is a problem. Yes, it is. But like, what, what are the tools? Like, what actually can you equip yourself with today to actually like be better? Mm -hmm. And so the whole idea is behind roots and wings and pulling from like all, all these intrinsic core values that, I mean, my mom and dad are my biggest gift in my entire life. I'm so lucky that they raised me. I'm lead a very simple life. I grew up on a farm. Like it's like that, you know, that upbringing, but they're like, they never, they're always just like teaching us like these, these, this, these morals and then being like, go do whatever you want, you know? And like, they never gave us any kind of boundaries there or they didn't even tell me like what to do. It was just kind of like, we're, we did our job. We raised you. And now here you go, like here's your wings and go. And so that's where the whole idea of roots and wings came from. It's almost like this legacy for my mom and dad. I just feel like they're such good parents and I just want all of their lessons to be shared. Now, I don't know your parents, but I could tell that your parents are, are wonderful people, especially your mom, because yeah. your mom <laughs> probably knows you better than anyone. So she could attest to the fact that you could neither dance nor sing. <laughs> yeah. And she got in a car and drove across the country with you to go to an academy that is for dancing and singing without <laughs> even attempting to crush your dreams. She was like, I will let somebody else. That woman is a saint. Because I'll tell you right now, my sister, Laura, (laughs) attempted to play basketball one year. She was a volleyball player and a baseball player. Very talented at both of those. And my dad went and saw her play basketball. And at the end of the game said, Laura, basketball is not your sport. Yeah. Not crushed. (laughs) Just crushed. So the fact that your mom drove across the entire country to support your dreams. What a saint. What an absolute saint. What is your mom's name? Binky. <laughs> Binky, Binky, if you're listening to this, you're an absolute saint. Yeah. And then my dad is like the most like amazing, generous, genuine human. I mean, he's a farmer, like he's a man of the land. And like he was, and then he moved into politics because people trusted him because they knew that he would speak the truth. And yeah. Yeah. So they're a good combo. My mom is definitely the firecracker and my dad is like the calm, cool, you know, collective, but they have lots of gifts to share. And so I'm hoping to actually interview them myself one day and, you know, pull some stuff from them. And I love that idea. Yeah. We've had both yeah. of them and we're about to have your parents or we've had my parents in the podcast and they just bring an extra dynamic. So how do people reach you? So my Instagram handle is probably the easiest, the biggest platform, Joga Jana. <laughs> Sorry, I laugh every time I say it. I love it. Still my Instagram. No, I love it. That's great. Yeah. And then janaweb.ca and jogaworld.com. Those are the two websites. I love yeah. it. What an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for the stories. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's so many more. We should have you on again. Yeah, that was fun. I'm so glad to reconnect with you guys. This is great. Now we can go have wine together again. Exactly. And the world And we've both had COVID. Well, COVID. We've all had COVID. So like we're we're free to to wine it up. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you, Jay. Have a good night. Have a wonderful night. Hey everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. 
Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. 